I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here. The Lord, we are here. And we're ready, ready to Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. You're going to be blessed by them. It is a treat and a treasure. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. Hey, Hallie, how you doing? So nice to see you. Oh, I am so blessed. Now, what is happening with your kids coming to Climax? Well, it was just like a Marvin Gaye song this weekend, Hallie. Sexually healing? Uh, no, I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I had two of my best ladies come to me and basically say, Gray, we need to talk. Okay, good. And they said, we know too much about sex. Oh, no. Oh, no. I panicked, Hallie. I just said, okay, come in here. I closed my office door and I said, talk to me. And they go, it's not what you think, Gray. We're actually learning about sex for an hour every single week in school, in sex education. Oh, no. And I just said, you know what, ladies? That's just way too much. And an they, hour a week? An, an hour every single week. I'm I mean, like, that, these kids need to be focusing on that for it, an hour. It really adds up. So I just said, okay, you know, we've got to do something about this. So what I did, Hallie, this weekend is I came up with my very own sex education Awesome. Gray. I know. And I call it Gray's Anatomy. Gray's Anatomy. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. And so what I did, Hallie, I just said, we're going to keep this very simple, and I'm going to teach you everything you need to know in one 30-minute lesson. There you go. And so what I did is I put up these two pictures. Okay. 
just a line drawing of a man, a line drawing of a woman, and um, all their dirty parts are just blacked out. That's right, completely crossed out. Okay. And I just said, okay, guys, listen up. Here's what you got to remember. No look, mm. no touch, mm-hmm. no rub, no punch. No look, no touch, no rub, no munch. No, no. No look, no touch, no, no rub, rub, no, no munch? No punch. Punch? No punch. Yeah, like you know, fruit punch? No, like, you know, how uh, teen guys, they're always sort of punching each other in the nibbies. Oh, okay, you don't want that. Right. Okay, no and, punch. And no I punch. just said, guys, that's all you need to know. And basically... Simple. Y- yeah, you don't need to know how any of those parts work until, you know, you're at least 21 or married or whatever comes first, hopefully marriage. That's good. And I think it went over so great, Hallie. That is awesome, and they need to hear it from someone like you who's going to give them a God-honoring, you know, Grey's Anatomy sex education. That is right. Just, how, was, how was your weekend? It was so good. It was the first time our weekend services have had all the smart seats installed in the auditorium. It is amazing. <sighs> it is like going to church in the future. I just, uh, it's, it's beautiful when you see all those screens glowing. It's really, really cool. And uh, we've been moving, we've been headed this way in a, for a long time, and we're finally there. All of the seats are not just padded and comfortable for you to sit in, like the best possible movie theater seats, but now they're all smart seats, which means every single seat in our whole auditorium in the mezzanine, balcony, main floor, everything. They um, are smart and they are online and they are wired. You can get Facebook on there. You can get TikTok. You can get anything. I love it. You can just ask your seat, hey, Google, um, you know, where do you find the Ten Commandments? And it'll give you the Bible reference right there. That is awesome. It's so cool. And the reason that Senior Pastor Steve had them installed, he wanted smart seats in the auditorium so he can start um, polling the audience in real time. Right. You know, while he's doing his messages. And he did it this weekend for the first time. And it was so awesome. I was sitting there and the 11 a.m. service on Sunday. And um, the guy next to me, he kept playing Animal Crossing on his smart seat. And I was trying to give him some side eye, but he was really only doing it during like, you know, uh, offering. So, you know, no big deal. But Steve did this awesome weekend service. The the message was called, What's Your Status? Oh, cool. And he put up this great graphic that looks exactly like Facebook because, you know, he's topical. We do things that are relevant, that are modern. Everybody loves Facebook and we want everybody to love Christ. Yeah, I love it when he uses Facebook to talk about Jesus because, you know, he's everywhere. He knows everything and, you know, you kind of can't get away from him. Just like Facebook. I know. That's so cool. So, yeah, he just, Steve does such a great job using things um, that are in people's lives. And he hit a home run with this one, Gray. Um, he used the Facebook relationship status, you know, single, married, divorced, it's complicated, as a sermon illustration about our relationship with Christ. Cool. And he, he was able to tie every type of relationship status to how we relate to God. So, okay, here, I'll give you examples and you guess which status he's describing between us and Jesus. Okay? Oh, great. I love this. Okay, I'm really okay, good okay, at guessing go. games. Good. So, great. let's say it's feeling new and exciting and you're still getting to know each other, then maybe your relationship status with Jesus is? Um, single? Yes. Oh, great. Yes, okay, like you're cool. flirting with the idea of committing your life to Christ. Totally. Okay, how about this okay. one? So maybe you are committed and it feels final. Widowed. No, that one's married. Or how about this one? Maybe you feel abandoned or betrayed by God. Uh, kind of sounds married, but I'm going to go widowed. Uh, no, divorced. Okay, try this one. Maybe you feel dedicated, but it's hard to say what's happening between you two. And the harder you try, the more confused you feel maybe in this relationship. And so you just decide to maybe, I don't know, stay up and watch Downton Abbey all by yourself and do the wee hours of the morning because it's actually easier to just be alone than to try to figure out what they're thinking. 
Okay, that one's definitely got to be married. Uh, it's complicated. Huh, okay. Well, what did most people say uh, when you polled them about their relationship with Christ? Well, most people said it's complicated, but I think that's just like, you know, voter fraud. Nobody trusts voting anymore. Oh, yeah, that's true. Nowadays, yeah, no. voting doesn't work. No. Anyway, I brought up the weekend message with my son, Day, because, you know, I'm trying to have a meaningful conversation with him. And so I said, hey, Day, how would you describe your relationship with Christ? What's your status? You oh, know, and right. he goes, Mom, nobody under the age of 50 uses Facebook. That's dumb. Well, he's sort of right about that. And but... so I say, Day, I want to know. Define the relationship. DTR. And he goes, Mom, nobody under the age of 50 says DTR. Right. He's also right about and that. And I said, just indulge me, Day. And so he goes, well, I honestly don't understand the question, Mom. I think it's weird to say you're in a relationship with somebody who's not even a person and you can't touch him or call him or ever see him or hear him. And I said, I do hear from Jesus Day. I prayed for a good parking space today and Jesus got me one. And Day said, well, you know what, Mom? I'm going to Google it. And he Googles it and he goes, I can't find it anywhere in the Bible that to be in a relationship with Jesus. It's not It's not biblical to say in a relationship with God. What? And, uh, or ask Jesus into your heart. And he said, uh, yeah, it is, I think. I know. And so I said, OK, Google, what's the Bible reference for relationship with Jesus? And it said, I don't understand the question. I said, OK, Google, Bible reference, ask Jesus into your heart. And then it just spouted off something about a Billy Graham crusade in the 1970s. And then Day got really scared because he said crusades are terrible events in history. Right. But Maybe you should have used like Ask Jeeves or something. So eventually I just said, Day, I feel sorry for you that you don't feel like you have a beautiful relationship with your creator like I do. And he said, honestly, Mom, the way you talk about it sounds like somebody who can't get a date to the prom and just says they have a girlfriend in Canada. Ugh, Speaking so of, pathetic. hey, Gray, how is it going with that girl that you were talking to in Ohio? Oh, Mango. Uh, Minka. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. It's going really good. Hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Al Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. We're trying to ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertained. This month is... Wow! Oh, oh, Maze, why'd you say that? Supercharge it. (laughs) So that this promo can remain evergreen. I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Wherever you get podcasts. (laughs) Jesus broke bread with his buds before he died. Our guest today breaks bread every single day. Please welcome Ron Hopper. Hi, uh, th- thanks for having me. Good to see you, Ron. Hey, Ron, you you just absolutely covered head to foot in a. I guess what is that flower? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's flower. Um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of a work day, but I'm uh, happy to be here. Just to give the listeners some context, Ron works in our bakery here on campus. And Ron, you are in charge of basically baking all the bread for communion. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that was something I, uh, yeah. Recently we did, um, I, I guess we did cancel our contract with Nabisco that used to provide all the, uh, all the communion bread. And then I guess we're doing it all in-house now. So I can see how that would be very stressful. I never thought I would compete with somebody like Nabisco. Uh, you know, that's that, that to me, I grew up 
just adoring those little Keebler elves. Those guys were just, the, oh. they were like oh, my heroes. Totally. That's true. And then I got an opportunity to do it. But I, I, like I said, I didn't understand what I really was getting into. This is a, this is a, a big deal. You look very tired. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, with stress like this, has it, has it caused any problems in your life outside of work? Not that you have a life outside of work right now. Uh, well, you know, I, uh, yes, to be honest. Yes. Um, I, I was, you know, like a lot of people that go into baking, it, it was a second career for me after all the troubles. And oh. now that I've, uh, uh, I've, I've, I've found solace in the bakery, but now the stress, like you said, the stress is really amping up and I feel like maybe some of the, uh, the troubles are returning. Right. And when you say troubles, are you talking about Northern Ireland or are you talking about uh, just personal troubles? Uh, no, personal troubles. Um, Irish influence, maybe. Um, that, you know, my, yeah. I drank a lot before. Okay. I, had a, I, had okay. a, I had those kind of troubles. Right. Oh, um, are you Irish? I mean, I noticed you have bright red hair and that cute bright red goatee. Yeah, yeah. Um, my family is uh, part Irish, part Italian, and uh, I didn't want, you know, I don't want to uh, perpetuate any stereotypes, but uh, I, 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 I don't think it's the Italian part that, that got right. me drinking in the first place. That's a deadly mix. Yeah, yeah. If it's not if it's if it's not drinking on one side, it's going to be pizza or something on the other side. Yeah, which was what which was I was very happy uh, to you know to well, my Italian grandparents they they gave me a love of, of bread and dough and 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 baking and cooking celebrating around the around the, the table and then of course the other side was trying to escape that and trying to go down to the to the uh, ale house and enjoy themselves and try and stay away from the family. So I've always been a little conflicted and it's like a, like the good and evil on either side of my, of my, on my each shoulder. And, uh, you know, sometimes one wins and sometimes the other wins. And for a long time I was, uh, I was drinking a lot and I was, uh, like I said, that was part Aww. of the troubles. And then I oh. thought, I, I, I thought that the, the Italian side, that the baking side was going to prevail. And it seems like it hasn't until in the last couple, couple weeks. Right. Well, you know what, Ron? I just an idea came to mind, and this might be the Holy Spirit giving me a prompting to give you. Um, and I just wanted to tell you an idea I had while you were talking is if you ever want a Plan B to running the um, Body of Christ Bakery, I bet you could go up to South Bend to Notre Dame. And um, have you ever been to a Notre Dame football game? Um, uh, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. Oh, no, it sounds like something maybe bad happened at a Notre Dame football game. Well, I don't know if it was bad. Uh, I don't remember much of it, but I do know oh. that they, they they like to tailgate there. And I, uh, again, back when uh, I was, the drinking side was a little bit uh, more prevalent in my life. Um, okay. I used to go up there a lot and I'm not allowed to anymore, but I, oh, I would love shoot. to. I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's a beautiful campus. It's so neat. They do all that, uh, you know, pregame fun stuff with the grotto and the band going all the way from the grotto to the field. But my favorite part, and they do have the airplanes flying over. But the thing I love the most is how they have that little fighting Irish, uh, what's it called? He's a mascot or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's all dressed up like a leprechaun. He's got the green yep. outfit on and the yep. green top hat. Yep. But he looks just like you with the red yep. hair and the red beard. Yep. And like if you could do a backflip or something, you yep. could become that leprechaun. 
leprechaun up there in South Bend. Yep, that's what I heard. That's what they told me at the at the tailgate. And uh, after a couple a couple kegs, uh, I I ran down on the field to uh, to 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 tackle that son of a bee because I just couldn't oh. take it anymore. If one more person oh, called me that, that leprechaun, right? I was gonna and I could see. I know I was way up in the in the seats there, but I'm telling you, his little beady eyes were glaring down on me, and I just felt him staring right into my soul. And I just uh, I just. <sighs> I ran down there. I took my clothes off so no one would mistake me, and I uh, I tackled that that little man and uh, okay. chipped a tooth and oh, uh, I see and, that. and uh, I, I I I can't say I regret doing it, but I I do regret that I can't go on that campus anymore. Oh, that's a shame because it's a beautiful campus, and you would have been perfect. Because what are you five one five two? Are you even five foot? What's your what height are you? <sighs> I am. I am all of 5'3". You're 5'3". That's awesome. Is that because of that hat? I like that hat you're wearing. You know, the hat is probably why people say that, because it does look, it's a little green hat, and it's got a buckle on it, and I just, you know, maybe I'm wondering if that's why people sort of make the comparison to the Notre Dame guy. I didn't never thought of that, but... Oh, really? I mean, it looks I, exactly like it. No, well, that's not why I do it. The buckle on my hat is to match the buckles on my high heel shoes. Right. And, and it has nothing really to do with trying to just i just like the style oh yeah i like a fella who coordinates you know maybe we should look at the silver lining here which is you know yes you uh did have a problem with the the troubles of drinking yes you're pretty stressed at work um and you've got sort of these irish tendencies but at least with the italian part you've never had to worry about you know the mafia or something like that oh. uh, i wouldn't say that completely oh no i wouldn't say that uh at all, oh, actually. Oh, no. Have you been threatened like in Godfather? Well, you know, I this isn't my first bake shop. Um, I had oh. a... Oh, no. Yeah, I was in... Uh, I was started on uh, the East Coast. And, you know, in certain neighborhoods, when you have a little success, they you have to pay a tax to certain people. Okay. Oh. And uh, it was kind of unfortunate that it was, uh, it was an uncle of mine who... Okay. Oh. Uh, but I, I cannot say... Uh, that they were in the mafia. Okay. But okay, I did have to pay a lot of money to oh no some Italian businessmen. Oh. Okay. That would show up at my back door occasionally. Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, well, I'm awful glad you're within the safe confines of Twin Hills. Now here on campus, nobody's gonna mess with you. No, I, that, that's true. Um. Do a lot of people hear this? I could pray a hedge of protection around you, and I could surround you with angels who would protect you, um, and I can keep you on my daily prayer list. Well, that would be that would be helpful. That's a lot nicer than what they called me in New Jersey. Oh, what did they call you in New what Jersey? What did they call you? A rat. Oh, I see. Oh, a rat? And now, is I was I guess this is weird. Um, is that why you've got the... I was trying to kind of make out the scar that was written on your forehead, uh, and I thought it said... I thought it said tar, but I guess it's rat. I think that's... The technology, everything's, yeah. Oh, right. So somebody maybe wrote it while you were upside down or something. Again, uh, if it's, it may or may not be the reason I wear the hat, but uh, I, uh, oh, look, right. that's part of my past that I, you know, didn't really want to be a part of, but it was either, you know, to say you're a rat because you're turning people in who are doing bad, I don't see how that's really a thing. I mean, I thought I was, 
you know, just being informative. I thought I'd be right. And, yeah. And you were being helpful. You're yeah. one of the good guys. I was lowering yeah. my sentence. You know, Ron, the thing that I'm just so impressed by and not to change the subject, but I am just worried about your personal safety is I'm loving what you're doing with some of these new breads where you're putting raisins in them. You're doing some babkas. You're doing all sorts of cool stuff for communion. I don't think I've ever had a communion bread that had, say, pepperoni and mozzarella in it. They're just it's just such it's just such fun stuff you're doing. Well, I always felt that uh, I always felt that Jesus would love stromboli, and it probably if he had grown up in a different region, I know right. that I always enjoyed it, especially at Christmas time. Uh, my mom would make a stromboli, which oh. is a, a dough filled with cheese, mozzarella, oh. and, and pepperoni. Oh, and uh, it's yeah, it is really to die for, and you know. Jesus did the ultimate dying for us, so I figured, why not a stromboli for for Jesus? Oh, it's oh. awesome! And Hallie, when 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 that stromboli comes around in the basket, and you rip off a piece of it, and it's just you know that cheese is all hot inside, and you've and you know last week mine had pepperoni in it, and it also had uh, grain olives or something like that. It was just awesome. I just had you know I just really am impressed. Oh well, thank you very much. That mean that means a lot. Um, uh, again, I, I didn't realize I'd be making stromboli for ten thousand people. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, I'm happy, happy to do it. Well, I have to tell you, it's the first time my husband, Lance Labonte, has been able to partake in communion in a few years, honestly, because he became a strict Atkins person. It's kind of my goal to really stop anybody that is into keto or high protein or gluten intolerant. I just don't see. I mean, we've been eating bread for thousands of years and now that we, to say that we can't eat it now that there's this gluten thing it, I, I have to say i i really believe it's the devil's work i don't right. think there is such yeah. a thing why think about it why would you if you wanted to stop people from partaking and in communion what would you do you would create this idea oh, that bread I is evil this is that. such a great point. <gasps> yeah. I never thought of yeah. that. You know, Hallie, I am saying the similar thing to my plan. youth right now in Climax because they're all going, hey, I'm gluten-free, I'm vegan, I use different pronouns, I'm pansexual. I don't know what any of these things what? mean. And I keep telling them, hey, no, you're not. You're going to eat this bread that this great guy has made. And the other week, you know, you really did us, did us a solid, I will say, because instead of just individual stromboli, we got a party sub and it was awesome. It was awesome. basically like a party sub size sub that all the kids could just you know hold at the same time and eat off of and and guess what no one got sick oh Oh, yeah see exactly that's uh, you know i i just uh, suddenly came to me when i was in jail that i i had a lot of time to think and i was like well wait a minute you know if you have time like that to meditate on something you usually come up with the you can see the light and i just i'd been in there i was probably two or three years into my sentence and it just occurred to me if i ever get out of this place i'm going to start baking bread for people that is awesome. awesome. And and bread is such a biblical food. I mean, we mm-hmm. know that Jesus broke bread. And I want to ask you a question as a bread expert, because it really grieves my heart the way people have turned against bread. And in fact, I don't know if you've heard this, but all white food. Somebody told me, is it white? Then you shouldn't eat it. You shouldn't be eating all these starches and sugars and cheeses and breads. And if I'm very honest, mm-hmm. all I want to eat is cheese and bread. What's better than hot cheese on bread? Right. But I look at you and I feel like since you opened Body of Christ Bakery, you've been shedding pounds. I mean, what are you now? It looks like you're losing about 10 pounds a month and I don't know how you're doing it. Are you eating bread? It's very hot back there. Extremely, extremely hot. 
Um, yeah. I probably lose 10 to 15 pounds in water a week. And oh, sure, I put that back on, with, uh, especially lately with the drinking. But uh, but then you get back in there and you just start losing the weight again. It's just kind of a vicious, mm. vicious cycle. And that's, you know, if it wasn't for uh, for the cocaine, I don't know how I'd be able to do it. Oh, I thought you were covered in flour. When you're in prison, you know, I've got to imagine that's just an awesome place to go, hey, Jesus, what you know? What? Where are you? What? Mm-hmm. What am I? What am I going to do here? Because you know, I like. I always sort of imagine prison is a bunch of strong guys. You know, they're always going like, "Hey, we got to wrestle around and see who's the toughest." And mm-hmm. um, you know, clearly you probably probably couldn't be. And so I'm just wondering, like, what what did Jesus do for you while you were in prison? He gave me the power to hide. Oh, um, I was able to fit in a lot of nooks and a lot of crannies, and. Uh, and I was able to evade the attackers that way. That is great. Um, there was one month where I hid in the um, belly folds of my roommate. Uh, he was a nice. Did you say belly fold? Yeah, he was. He was a very large man with a lot okay. of folds to his midsection. And uh, when oh, numerous times when I was uh, being threatened by others, he would let me curl up under one of the folds like a lean-to. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Kind of like a stromboli. I was like a little pepperoni inside his stromboli. Wow. Is that what gave you the idea to do stromboli? Um, yeah, it was that kind of that salty, warm space that had me thinking, maybe maybe if, if I can make this bakery, Lord Jesus, maybe I, I'll, I'll make a stromboli in your honor. You know, it really reminds me of the Bible story of Jonah in the belly of the whale, Hallie. You know, this guy, he's this this little guy, and he's going, hey, I'm going to stick it out in here for a while and really get my priorities straight Mm -hmm. and really test my faith. And then when you got spit out— Look, all these great things happened. You got a bakery. You know, you, you've you've healed. Uh, your scar is healed a, a bit, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at least you know you, you're gainfully employed. Right? No, you're absolutely right. There was so many times when I would just call out into that man's giant belly button, and in the in the echoing of my of my questions, I would get back. I would literally feel Jesus talking to me. And saying, oh, wow. just, just get to that bakery and open a little shop, and I won't, uh, and I will help you. I will guide you. Are you married? Not, not anymore. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus is close to the brokenhearted. And so I, I want to give you a little word basket of encouragement that if you have a broken heart, that means Jesus is drawing very close to you. And I also happen to love setting people up. So if you tell me what kind of gal you're into, I would love to um, set you up on a blind date or something like that. Well, that sounds great. Um, uh, just to be clear, I am far from brokenhearted. This was an awful woman. Uh, oh, yeah, no. oh, yeah. I mean, I don't like to speak ill of people, but this was a horrible, horrible person. Very okay. difficult to look at. Okay. Very oh. difficult to look at. Not I'm sort of doing it. But... Uh, awful hygiene. Uh, oh, really? She was yes, and uh, and and demeaning and mean. And look, I'm not a tall man. Uh, and I, I, but I didn't need to hear it from her. She was sure. a woman. She was six two, uh, oh. and. she knew what she was getting when she first picked me up on that first date, literally picked me up and and brought me to her, to her breast. I don't, to to act surprised that you're married to a little man at a certain point 
in the marriage is just I don't know I don't that's cruel she was a horrible person so I am far from brokenhearted I actually feel free I think people who've been in very painful marriages I think it's a good idea to say you know what now I'm married to Jesus because he never comes home drunk and he don't steal the remote control isn't that right (laughs) (laughs) that's very true that's very true and and Jesus doesn't make you go under her house dress while she's cooking and I I'm, I'm free I'm free Wow. So kind of like, do you remember in gym class when you were little and they'd pull out that big parachute thing in the gymnasium and all the kids would pull it taut and then you'd run underneath mm-hmm. of it? She was making you do that with her skirts and, and garments, just sending you under the tent under there? Yep. That's pretty much, you, you pretty much spelled it out. Uh, while she, she's cooking. When she, while she's cooking. And uh, I would just uh, have to go in there. It was called uh, chore time. And I would have to very upsetting to bring up. I don't. I don't want to offend your what listeners. What could you possibly do under there? I mean, what's there to do under a skirt? Well, as the old, as the old joke went with the kids, under under there, underwear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever put a bun in the oven? I'm sorry. Are you, are you insulting my craft? Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, did you all ever have any children together? Oh, uh, no. Thank God. No, no children. Okay, that's that is probably good. Yeah, she would make me wear a diaper and run around the house, uh, but I think that maybe put that that yearning to 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 rest for a while. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess you were a little. I get it, little. Yeah, I get it. You know what, Ron? Um, I I had to, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I had to wear diapers when I was um. Uh, recovering from a few of my pregnancies. After I delivered my babies, I was in diapers for weeks on end because things would just be falling out everywhere. Okay. Yeah. You probably didn't have to run around with a pacifier in your mouth and and, uh, not be allowed to speak. Uh, So, Ron, what is exciting in the world of bread right now? Oh, boy, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of of heritage wheats that people okay. are, are trying to return to the natural wheats of a different uh, areas and uh, try, trying to get back to the, the, the original grains that we used uh, throughout our history back in, in biblical times. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very exciting. I, I see Jesus work so powerfully over and over in prison ministries. I feel like prison is a place where people really, really find Christ. And um, I, I just... I called his name a lot. You did. Right. That's so beautiful. And just to go back to the big fella where you kind of did the Luke crawling into the Tantan. Um, now, I know how it kind of works with these fellas in jail. You know, w- did he demand something in return for for get, offering you his uh, his his lean to? Did you got Did you have to, like, collect cigarettes for him or something? Um, no, I mean, I don't I don't know if he demanded foot rubs as much as I just felt like I should give them. Oh. Uh, he, I felt like if I didn't rub his feet, that maybe it could have gone. He would have wanted more from me in a different hey, way. And that you know, and that is very biblical too. You know, Jesus washed the feet of of uh, those those that that followed him, and uh, and that's really cool. Um, that you know, you were you were rubbing the feet. Uh, you know what? Oh, uh, sorry. What was your cell, cell, cellmate? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus was your your cellmate's name. <gasps> I never put that together. Oh, really? Because you were calling his name a lot. Yes, but Jesus. I was using the white pronunciation. You were calling on you were calling on the Greek god Zeus. 
Hey, Zeus! And just like when Elisha was trying to call on Baal and Baal never sent down any, uh, you know, fireballs, you know, if you're calling on Zeus in jail, you're not going to get any protection. No, I never got Baal. Ron Hopper was played by Tom Papa. Listen to his podcast, Breaking Bread with Tom Papa, and watch his new stand-up special called You're Doing Great on Netflix. It is wonderful, and he is lovely, and you can follow him at Tom Papa. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>